hold hands and close your eyes. It's half past midnight, and you're listening to the Ghost Story Guys. Welcome to the Ghost Story Guys. I'm Brendan Storr. I'm Ian Gibbs. And this is the show where we talk about spooks, specters, and all the other things watching us from the shadows beyond the campfire. Some conversations only make sense after the sun is set, and this is most definitely one. Thanks for tuning in. It's Tuesday, September 19th. This is episode 17, and we're coming to you from that tiny mountain cabin you dream about but can never quite reach. How you doing, Ian? I'm doing really well, Brennan. I am pretty excited to finally be talking <laughs> about the Ed movie. We waited so long for that. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited too. That was, what, 11 episodes ago we went through the book in the TV movie? Yeah, like episode six. And honestly, the less time we spend talking about that, the better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I listened to that episode again in the run-up to this one, and there uh-huh. were a few things that I said that kind of surprised me. As I said, the less time spent talking about like, it. Like, gross elephant balls? Uh, that was pretty gnarly. Yes. Yes, it was. And that is why. Actually, actually that, that reminds me. So when I was in the coffee shop by my place writing this episode's outline, this dude came in. He was a tall, gangly ginger guy, this big hipster beard. Ugh. And he was wearing the kind of short shorts I joked about in that episode. <laughs> yeah, so, so his legs were like really long and skinny and hairy. They looked like like pale pipe cleaners. <laughs> like he was some kind of child's representation of what a praying mantis looked like. And the shorts were distressingly short. Uh-huh. So, that, I mean, that dude was either wearing industrial strength jockey shorts or he's got an innie. Oh my God, I can't believe he's. You know, children listen to this, right? I try not to think about that too much. Because I, I did that. I did the one episode where I thought, man, young people listen to this show, so I'm going to believe everything. Yeah. And then you said you can't, you just can't do that. No. And, and you can't. I had a couple people tell me, no, that's that's ridiculous. Yeah. People get annoyed by the bleeps. Thing. Yeah. Oh, actually, I have this bizarre uh, synchronicity that happened the other day. Please. So I went out for a beer with Anthony. Right. From, yeah. Um, because I we went out to the Drake over on Pandora. Which very I, hipster. I, very hipster. Thank you. <laughs> they have a lot of cool beer and the food's pretty good. Uh-huh. And they have fake cheese for the sad people like me. Oh, that's have nice. To have fake and you don't mind it being served to you in a guy in a utila kilt? <laughs> So we're there having a beer, and of course he got married in Barkerville. Yeah. He's talking about Barkerville, yeah. how much he loves Barkerville. Yay, me too. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, you know, bro down on Barkerville. Yeah, we'll have a club. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> a club of two. So we're talking about Barkerville, and all of a sudden we hear this sound. It sounds like a coin being dropped and rolling. Right. And so we both look down, and this thing hits, rolls, and hits the side of his shoe. And we, we bend down and pick it up. Like together? Did you bonk heads like in the... Com- sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> He's just creating this visual. I was following. <laughs> I, I don't want to know where this visual goes. No. <laughs> so he, well, one of us bends down. Right. F- you. He bends down, picks this thing up. It's a Barkerville pin. No. Yeah. That's and, weird. Oh, it gets better. So it's a Barkerville pin. It's got a. It's a yellow background with a mustache on it. Right. And he's looking around to see if who who it came from because it's it's like a pin that you know yeah like a little round pin right and no one no one looks like they've lost anything. What? So then we're sitting there, we're shooting the shit for another couple of minutes, and all of a sudden a guy comes in, and he's, what is that? Is that a f***ing helicopter? I think so, or a locomotive coming oh up. Oh my plane. god, <laughs> it's I can still hear it. Oh, he's got bronchitis. It's all it's all good. Keep uh, going. So anyways, a, a guy comes in. A uh, guy comes in and goes to. He's standing in line for a beer. Then he notices Anthony. Comes over, says hi. They chat, gives him a hug, whatever. You know, congratulates him. And then as after he leaves, Anthony says. You're not going to believe this. That's the guy who designed this pin. <gasps> no. Absolutely. That's insane. It's just bizarre. Yeah. That's awesome, though. It, it's cool as hell. And uh, It's yeah. like the pin preceded his presence. 
like a harbinger of of, of mustachiousness. I don't even know. Oh what wow! It is. I know that was a home run. <laughs> I was gonna say mustachioness. That was that sounds like pistachio ice cream, and now I'm hungry. That was a new. <laughs> Just this, add, just this add half how, a pizza. This is how my brain works. This is how, these are the connections my brain makes. You're telling me the story about a pin, and I'm like, mm, pistachio pudding. <laughs> pistachio pudding? Oh, I love pistachio pudding. That's a thing? Oh, it's so good. Really? Yeah. Jello makes it, believe it or not. I don't okay. know that it's in their top 10, I, even. 10 might be generous. But it is delicious. I'll be damned. Yeah. Pistachio pudding. There you go. I tried to go check out the Very Good Butchers. It's a vegan butcher shop up in the Hudson. <laughs> What's the point of that? Because <laughs> I, I, one day I'm going to have to go vegan. It's or vegetarian. It's going to happen. Yeah, well, after the first heart attack or the second? Probably second, maybe third. <laughs> but uh, so they, they actually have a lunch counter too. Where they may, so I thought, I'll try some of this crap. Yeah. And I go there and I said, so they, they have cheese with a Z. Of and course. I said, so, so what's in there? And she describes a long list of ingredients and she says, oh, and almonds. Okay, so I, I can't eat that because I'm allergic to almonds. Uh, what do you have that doesn't have almonds in it? They were out of every single <sighs> menu item that did not have some kind of ground nut in it. Are you serious? Uh, like, ironically, being a vegan that day could have killed you. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That's, I don't know how we got there. That's, because okay, so I talking about massage. Right, that's it. <laughs> that's a really interesting, weird thing to happen at the Drake, though. Yeah, it was, it was bizarre. Just one of those little series of coincidences. All right, so like we said at the top, the whole point of this episode is to talk about the new movie, It. Yes. Right after the break. As we said before the break, we're talking about the brand new movie, It, Woo-hoo. and uh, it was pretty sweet. It was pretty sweet, and um, I'm actually really excited that it's doing so well at the box office, too. Oh, yeah. Like, really Do- well. Doing well is, is sort of, uh, that's kind of underselling it. It's, it's crushing everything in its path. Yeah, which is amazing, because um, there was so much speculation. I don't know how much, um, I have a lot of Facebook people who are into paranormal stuff, right? Um, and there was so much hope. <laughs> for this movie, it was almost um, like a small child getting a puppy. They just <laughs> were really hoping the puppy would like them, and and uh, in the same way, they were really hoping this movie would be good. Right. Um, and so far, everything I've read, everybody likes it. Yeah, it's it's generally favorable reviews among critics. I mean, there are dipshits on social media everywhere. You well, they're always they'll be trying to make a name for themselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, oh, it wasn't that great. You know, yeah. it's fine. It wasn't wasn't that scary. And, and and horror fans are the worst for this. Yeah. The worst. They'll say, well, that I wasn't scared. But, okay, there's three kinds of movies, I think. There are the actual smart, frightening ones, like The Sixth Sense. Right. The Others. I thought those were brilliant. Yep. Um, there's the jump scare movies, right? And then there's the, just the pure gore. Right. Uh, and like hostile and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And the Saw, you know, that kind of thing. Like I will say the first Saw was a milestone in horror film. Okay. The first one okay. is very inventive. All right. That, right. That, that that sort of broke, that was a new paradigm. Everything after that has been garbage. Well, uh, yeah, now you sound like your dad. Um, but <laughs> back in my day. Uh, I'm going to mute your mic. <laughs> but no, I mean, you know, that there are very different genres of horror movies, 
And I think if you're expecting one movie to fill every right horror movie wet dream you have, it's just not going to happen. That's an alarming thought. That's <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that um, I, I think it was effective. I, I know someone once or someone complained to me that there were there were jump scares. Right. And, and there there was a handful. I thought of them. there was one one that caught me anyway. The rest didn't. No, no, no. I, I, I and it's it's almost I guess impossible to avoid. Yeah, uh, but but I thought they didn't roll over. They didn't make them. They didn't beat you over the head with them. No. And no. apart from that, I felt like I was scared because they take you. They take time to ease you into the characters. Yes. They take time to sort of familiarize you with everyone to get you on side with them. Right. And then they put them in danger. And I thought it was actually effective because I thought, oh shit, those kids are boned. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Even though we both read the book and we know it's gonna. Yeah. Happen. Yeah. Exactly. No, I completely agree with you. I love the way that the book kind of, or the movie, sorry, um, pulled everyone together slowly but surely in a very natural kind of way. Yes. Uh, I thought that was really good, and I really liked the dialogue with the kids. Uh, oh, the dialogue with the kids was fantastic. Very real, very genuine. And then those moments where they kind of all started to come together when they realized, wait, we're all kind of. Having this shared experience. Right. Brilliant. Well, who knew that all the book was missing was your mama jokes? <laughs> I love those things. Or it was Richie kept making jokes about his dick. Yeah. And man, I just died. Yeah. No, that was pretty funny. And it was nice to see that updated a bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, because the book itself was set in the 50s. That's right. And they've updated it for the 80s, which the only downside to that is I felt that it, it because it's it's set in the 80s like Stranger Things, yes. it felt a little bit like that. It, yeah. I, I did like there were a couple of homages to the 50s, um, some of the cars that drove by and, right. and things. And I thought that was nice. I liked that. But, yeah, I know what you mean. I definitely thought it had a Stranger Things vibe. Right. But, again, uh, I guess that's because Stranger Things was inspired by stuff like it. Exactly. And, and sort of the Amblin Entertainment uh, movies of, of, of the 80s. Well, and Stand By Me. and you know, Yeah, exactly. Was very yeah, yeah, much, yeah. yeah. I also liked the fact, and we talked about this, how the, the story is told entirely from the point of view of kids. Yes. There's no – there are only adults when it's relevant for there to be adults, and the story remains resolutely from their perspective. Absolutely. I love that. And there were no adults in it other than those that actually needed to move the story along. Yeah, absolutely. And that was awesome. And to be honest, the only adults in the movie were horrible. Yeah, they were. If you think about it, that's like a, the creepy really drugstore guy. Um, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a scene where the girl of the group. She she ends up sort of flirting with him in an incredibly creepy way to get him to not look so the boys can steal the supplies. Does, she, fl- does she flirt with she him? She does. She's like, oh, I love your glasses. You look like, she says you look like one of the movie stars of oh, that time. Oh, right, right. Because no, she says you look like Clark Kent. That's it. And he says you Oh, you, you look, look like, like Lois Lane. Lane. That was perfect because that made it so much creepier. Well, yeah. I mean, because so much creepier. 13. Yeah. And like Richie's mom and um, her dad. Right. And even the librarian. Right? The librarian is, she's not a nice person. Shouldn't you be out playing with your friends? What are you doing in here? Oh, right. Yeah, and yeah. she looks like a bit of a hatchet lady. Like, there was no good adults. No, that's that's true. At there all. were. I'm trying to think. Well, the guy who ran the butcher shop, I guess he was barely there. He was barely there, and he was he was basically, are you okay? Like, what are you doing? Right. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, that's more than I generally care about kids. <laughs> But then I'm not a good person. No, or a parent, thank God. So thank God. Each kid needed to have something in their lives that was damaging them. So, like, Richie had, um, er, 
was it Richie? One of them had the mom who was overprotective. Eddie. Eddie. Thank you. Uh, Richie, we don't really know. Richie right. was weird. No, well, Bev had the Tom Austin no, dad. Ben. Um, he was bad. <laughs> and in the book, his mom's always trying to feed him. Yes. Mom's always trying to feed him. Speaking of which, I have a bone to pick about Bev, Ben. Because in the book, Bev, Bill, and Ben are in kind of like a, I won't say love triangle because they're kids. Yeah. But there's this mutual affection. Yes. And obviously Ben really loves her. Right. And Bill feels something towards her, but Ben loves her. Yes. And Bev kind of feels something for them both. Yeah. And of course, in, in, in the book, Ben, Bev ends up with Ben when they're, when they're grown up. So now in the film, there's no love for the fat kid. It's just a romance between Bill and Bev and poor fat. No one wants to see anyone kissing a fat kid. I know <laughs> because it took a long time for someone to kiss this fat kid. Because you lived it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> this is my experience. This is the Brennan store story. More importantly, no one wants to see anyone kissing the fat kid. <laughs> that's why Nikki always turns off the lights. <laughs> she, I have no response. <laughs> She brings a, a picnic blanket out in company. Are we going on a picnic? No, this is a kissing blanket. <laughs> so yes, I, I take issue with that particular development because because I know it's going to happen. They're going to have the, the, the when they do the film of them as adults, which they're guaranteed to do now that this thing has made a shit pot full of money. That the guy who plays Ben is going to be some fucking heartthrob, and all of a sudden she's going to be oh I but love that's him too. In the book. Yeah, but she he comes kind of, back but, as the heart. Throat. Right, but she kind of had feelings for him before that. I think she does now. I don't. I More think shit. you're. No, I do. I think um, because she has that kiss with Bill. That's very sweet. That's very special. But then it ends. She moves. She's gone. And yeah, but she doesn't in kiss the, the fat kid. Is a problem. Fat kid deserves no. action too. No, no, he should go on a diet. Then he gets fat girls. kid strong. Hashtag fat life. <laughs> yeah, at a McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> That's. Fattest? <laughs> Fat, I don't know. Fat shame? No. Weightest. The clown. <clears throat> Pennywise the clown. The terror. The clown that terrorizes everybody. I thought the original Pennywise was the only redeeming feature of the television movie. Yep. I thought Tim Curry was amazing in it, and I thought, how are they going to beat that? Right. But they did. They really did. Uh, Bill, the, uh, he's played by Bill Skarsgård. Yeah. Who is the younger brother of Alex Skarsgård, who played... Uh, He's in the Vampire Show. You the like. Vampire Show, True Blood. That's um, it. Yeah, I forget. Yeah, but he was in that. Yeah, he was in that. And he was in, and his their father actually is Stellan Skarsgård. Huge, guy. huge deal. Yeah, in, yeah. Uh, uh, Avengers and yeah. I mean, he's done a lot of great films other than the Avengers. Of course, that's the Thank one I you, remember him in. Brennan, popular culture garbage. Oh, I'm sorry, Lars von Trier. Yeah. <laughs> of course, you know he's evil unless you've been living under a rock. You know the clown is bad, but you kind of... He's a clown. I you, rest my case. <laughs> I hate clowns. I have always hated clowns. No one likes clowns. No, I haven't since the day I was born. It's not a trendy thing with me. <laughs> it's not like being gluten-free. I have never liked clowns. But the clown, in the when he's talking to Georgie, he actually seriously appears genuinely nice. Like he... Yeah. He, and that's what I loved about it. There wasn't this undercurrent of menace that was in Tim Curry's performance, he genuinely almost seemed to slide effortlessly from sweet and charming to I'm going to eat you now. Like I agree and disagree because I feel like if if a man's face covered in pancake makeup comes at me from the sewer, <laughs> I, I'm going to be suspicious on on just, just on principle. But that's why he was a kid. I feel like that's a stupid thing for a kid to do because when I was a kid in the 80s and, you know, the Ninja Turtles albino brother started poking his head out of me from the sewer grate, even then I might think, <laughs> no. 
no. But but that's it. I agree. I, I thought he was great. And I liked how sometimes when he was doing his pitch to the kids, mm. he would freeze and it was like he would lose sync and his eyes would kind of go wonky. Yeah. Like he was having a hard time holding that form. Yes. And especially when he actually felt fear, when he knew he was in trouble. Oh, yeah, He yeah, had yeah, an yeah. even harder time holding on to himself as himself. I was listening to the Variety podcast. And of course, in the book, it is this eternal creature right. who's been under Derry since before <clears throat> Derry was ever there. Right. They they cut most of that out for the film. You don't really get a sense of the larger scale of it. But I was listening to the Variety podcast and Bill Skarsgård was being interviewed. He says that there's actually a cut scene that was set in 1600. Oh. Which was apparently very disturbing. He said they filmed it, but they ultimately decided that it hurt the flow of the film. But it was Pennywise before he was a clown. Oh, wow. That would be really cool to see. Yeah. And the, the article I, was, I read after that said that uh, in the original draft of the screenplay, because of course this mm-hmm. project of it, this version of it, yeah. went through a couple iterations before it was actually made. And one of them was written by Kerry Fukunaga, who directed the first season of True Detective. Okay. Yeah. And so in his script, apparently there is a scene set in colonial times where it, prior to being it, you know, it, it's still a it's still a creature. It's just not the clown. Right. But it eats a child. Oh. So I'm wondering if that is what uh, what, this, what the scene was. Well, and, you know, it's interesting that it has been there because that ties in. We've touched on the topic of elementals. Yeah, yeah. Um, nature, t- tied to nature spirits or whatever. I wonder if that's sort of the mix of that where it's an elemental but it's still kind of around and a little more evil with more teeth, I guess. Would be yeah, yeah, yeah. a very unpleasant <laughs> elemental. I got to say, though, if, if that's what elementals do, I'm glad I've never met one because that's, that's goddamn horrifying. Well, I don't know that they crawl out of wells and eat people. I think that's <laughs> a little over the top. But I, I do think that they're either to be a guardian of a place or, right. or whatever. And this one just seems to have gone rogue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ro- well, I think when you when you remake the entire place in your image and demand blood sacrifice every 27 years, yeah. I feel like that's more than rogue. I, some, I don't know. I just, well, it's definitely next level. I mean, yes, he, yeah. he's a self-starter. You got <laughs> to give him some credit. Always hashtag always grinding. <laughs> Children's bones. <laughs> That's good. I know. Thank you. All right, we're gonna take a little break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about a few of the things we didn't like about yeah. the movie. It. This episode of the Ghost Story Guys has been brought to you in part by CoffeeCrew.com. Welcome back to the Ghost Story Guys. We've been fawning over the new It movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, Although now Ian has a very, very specific gripe. Oh man, it made me angry every time. Did I not like lean over to you in the theater and be like, Yo, you did. Yeah, no, I enjoyed that. That was great. Okay, so... I love the movie. I thought it was brilliant. Cinematography, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Everything was great. Except one thing. The house where it lives, there's a tree in the front yard, and it looks like something out of a Disney movie. It's dead, and it's all gnarly, and yet all around it, all around it, there are some flowers. Really? Maybe it's symbolic, you savage. You I know. did say that. I said uh, maybe it's symbolic. I don't know of what. But what really irritated me was there is no reason for this tree to be dead. Like, there's trees all around it. But no, no. 
this tree like a like a big Halloween decoration sitting there. It's like, oh look, the scary house isn't scary enough. I know. We'll show how scary it is by putting a big dead tree in the front yard. No. You cheapened the entire thing. I mean, the whole thing did look like Disney's Haunted Mansion. It really did. It, it was a, a bit much. It was shockingly, uh, what made it so bad was that everything else was done so well. Right. Everything else was done so understated and kind of subtle, and I did not like that at all. Now, I, I looked this up today because I was curious about the house. Now, of course, the scene in question is, for, for the people who've read the books, the house on Niebold Street. Right. And apparently that... Is a facade built on an abandoned lot in Oshawa, Ontario. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. So for the basement, they shot it in the basement of a nearby bottling company. Right. And uh, then most of the house, it, the interior was actually uh, another old rotting house in Toronto. Cool. Yeah, and apparently that house was originally, it had been empty for years, but it was a home for single mothers during the Depression. Oh, that sounds like the kind of place you'd hang out. <laughs> I'm, I don't know what to say to that. Yeah, because I'm, I'm right. Well, so this house was a, it's a, a home for single mothers uh, during the Great Depression. But apparently when they were tearing it apart, they found, you know, it wasn't haunted. It was just creepy. But down in the basement, there were these murals of babies and teddy bears. And they You're going to tell me they found tiny little bones. <laughs> little baby bones. This wasn't a Catholic home. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. No, but they, they found upstairs, they ripped out, they were ripping out some particular piece of, of whatever it was. And underneath it, it's, there was a note that said, you shouldn't have done that or something like really? that. Really? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. The, the director was joking, you know, no one's dropped from, uh, from, from a, a mummy curse yet, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, no guarantee it's not coming. Wow. That's kind of cool though, that, you know, that it's actually. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently, uh, the neighbor was such a dick and kept trying to make money off them basically sort of extorting them to a yeah. certain point. So he would make noise whenever he knew they were shooting. Oh, my God. When he heard rolling, he would go start up the lawnmower. Yeah. And apparently, uh, according to the director, um, Andre Machete, he actually was arrested for public disturbance on the set of a production that was there afterward. No. Apparently so. So this is just a horrible person. Just a, yeah, just a dick. Well, that's nice. The neighbor from hell. The na- <laughs> um, so, okay, so the tree and the flowers, that irritated me. Right. The only other thing... I didn't like was the the leader of the bullies, uh, the guy with the mullet. Oh, uh, Henry Bowers. Henry Bowers. He just went full psycho so fast. Oh, yeah. Like, when he slit his dad's throat, I'm like, dude. (laughs) Zero to knifing. Yeah, like like zero to knifing in a heartbeat. Like, come on. And I just thought the book did such a better job of, um, I mean, you got a bit of an idea of why Henry was the way he was when you see his dad. Who, again, nasty piece of work. Just like every other adult. But not a cop in the book. No, not and a cop I'm, in the book. I was curious as to why they did that. I don't know. I think it was to show that those who are there to protect us can also be harmful. Right. Right? Which, And yeah. and, it, and tying with the adults in the book, they're horrible. I guess. I guess you could say it shows the rot at the core of Derry, to, that even the police are compromised. Yes, absolutely. Sure. That's be- a good, yeah. Because in the book, the, the policemen are represented by Aloysius Nell. The old Irish cop. And he's actually, awesome. He's very honest. He's he's honest and awesome all the way through the book. He's like one of the few adults that gets what they're doing and gets what they're about. Yeah. Um, but no, I just thought he, you know, the way Henry goes from like, oh, dad, don't boss me around to, oh, I'm cutting your throat now. Yeah. That's, a, that's a, again, I'm glad I don't have kids. <laughs> it's unlikely the cats are going to slit my throat in the night. If they could figure out how to get their thumbs. <laughs> I didn't tell you about the rat. Oh, tell me. So we figured out that the, the mouse is a rat. 
Okay, that's thing, the upsetting. Th- living in the closet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- this weekend, we, we threw everything out. Right. Everything in the cupboard. Er- it was ratchet Seems everywhere. It's a bit extreme. Well, everything on the top shelf. Oh, okay. I mean, just a lot of it was crap we had right. from the old apartment. Right, right, so, right. So clean it all up, and then we wait. <laughs> Three in the morning, we hear scratch, 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 scratch. So I'm awake. Flick on my cell phone light. Nikki wakes up. Turn on the big light. We're chasing this thing. And I'm chasing them with this net. I've got my boxer shorts yeah, on. I got my shoes. Yeah. And my my wife beater t shirt on. Yeah. And I'm chasing this thing around. And, and Nick's, you know, she's got she's got gloves on. She's trying to grab it. And you go, know they have these things called traps. She doesn't want to kill it. Oh Jesus! I know. I know. She doesn't want to kill it. You, you could have saved yourself hours. You would have woken up. You were you were heard her a satisfying snap, and then you'd be like ah, and you'd have rolled over and gone back to sleep. I yeah no I know. So we actually bought a hamster wheel, or a hamster ball. Yeah. Like the the, the plan was to trap him in a hamster ball. Yes. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, because she wants to let him go in the park. Isn't Nikki British? Like he killed ninety percent of her ancestors in the sixteen hundreds. <laughs> Like, come on! It's it's like a revenge thing. She doesn't see it that way. Uh, so yeah, she's we been had, here too long. She's gotten soft. We had cat food in this hamster ball, <laughs> and and so because <laughs> he he likes cat food. Uh-huh. So I'm trying to chase him around and and net him into this. Yeah, no, it didn't work. Oh, I'm shocked! <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it was a bad scene. <laughs> but he's gone. He hasn't been back so far. Okay, good. Yeah. So we just have to figure out the spiders because I've been bit twice by spiders in the last couple of weeks. Oh, that's upsetting. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Good times. Ugh. I live in Wild Kingdom. You vermin land apparently. Yep. Time yep. to move. Because we're on the ground. For, well, where where am I going to move in yeah. this hellhole? I know. Zero percent vacancy Maybe rate. Maybe in here. Yeah. Great. <laughs> the haunted building. I went from Animal Kingdom to Poltergeist. <laughs> Well, sweet. Anyways, uh, so back to the show. So Henry Bowers going full psycho. Uh, that did not impress. It me. seemed pretty fast. I like the buildup in the book, but again, I'm not gonna whine like, oh, I wasn't like the book because it's a movie. Yeah, that's it. And we we did that on the last episode. Yeah. And that's that's boring. Yeah. Uh, one issue I had apart from from the fat guy not getting any love, right, was um, Eddie Kasprak, the character in the book. He gets his arm broken by the bullies. Yes. In the film, he breaks it escaping from it. Yes. And no, that's fine. Whatever you're gonna change it, but but he, you know, some jerk writes loser on his cast. It was the girl at the pharmacy, right? I just figured we hadn't introduced her, so I would why bother naming her? But okay, thank you. So he's got loser written on his cast, and then he takes a red marker and he writes a V over the S, so it's lover. Yes. Now, that's cute, but I, I just feel like it would have been more powerful if one of his friends, like maybe Bev, had done it, because otherwise it's kind of like giving yourself a nickname. <laughs> You know, like if, like if I walked around calling myself Pex the Wolf Strangler. Yes. Like I, I just. Or referring to yourself in the third person. Yeah, yeah. The Brennan is hungry now. Bre- Brennan is hungry the now. The Brennan wants cheesies. That's or, right. or not, because cheese is bad for you. Brennan does want cheesies. Bre- <laughs> Brennan's going to finish this whole episode in the third person. <laughs> Brennan thinks that's a great idea. The Brennan, no, the Brennan is going to die. <laughs> Brennan says we all die in time. <laughs> Brennan is a great sage. Yeah. But Bev couldn't have done that because she already had kind of a love thing going on with Bill and uh, well, Ben. Not that she f***ing loves him. But no, just, but it would muddy the waters. Uh, it's a kid. Eh, character-wise, no. So, so instead he gives it to himself like he's some Vietnam War era hippie? <laughs> I'm a lover. Like, to what? Well, he's trying your to make Transformers? it better. He's trying to make it better. But I, I, I think you're probably right about people already have a tattoo of that. That's really funny. They do. No. Yeah, no. So Ian is looking at uh, looking at my notes, <clears throat> and he's referring to I have something in there. Ordinarily would have cut this, but this is relevant. Yeah. 
I have a note that says people already have a tattoo of this. He thought I was kidding. Yeah, I did. But no, I have seen on Instagram. No. Uh, someone, at least one person who has that tattoo. The loser with the V with on With the V now. over the S. That's so stupid. Yes. Because it's only good for the next three to six months. Yes. Wow. Yep. Like some tribal tattoos of the 90s. Exactly. Someone's going to be like, oh, I don't think you're a loser. And they're going to be like, no, it's from a movie. And it's... Okay, I changed my mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this episode's a little more loosey-goosey than we'd anticipated. We we were supposed to have a guest, and things kind of fell apart at the 11th hour. And it's totally fine. Shit happens. We, we understand. But the bummer is uh, we were not as prepared as we'd hoped we'd be. <laughs> so this was a bit more scattershot than we had intended. It was a bit of a lesson of all your eggs and in one basket. It what very much was. But that's okay. That's okay. Luckily, we are mad entertaining. Aren't we? We are. And I'm handsome. Uh, yeah. And you're sitting in that chair. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget to uh, rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Tune in and wherever else podcasts live, I honestly wouldn't know. You really have to start listening to podcasts. I know. And and also, please share us with your friends. Especially if they're cute and they have low standards. Oh, God. Why, why does Nikki put up with you? What What are you going to do when she hears this? She doesn't listen to the show. Oh, I'm going to have to send her a text. Snitches get stitches, Gibbs. <laughs> Snitches get stitches. So, what's up with you? You got anything new to plug now? No, not really. I have a couple of events I'm doing, but they're very local, which I'm sure they will be fun. And uh, the Shriners, no, the. <laughs> yeah. I know. We're all going to drive around little cars and wear hats. Um, that sounds pretty badass to me. Then we got a couple of things going on. Most of the big thing is going to be the Ghost Walks. Oh, yeah, you're going to be mad busy. Mad with busy. Walks. October 13th, we start doing them four nights a week, or four times a night. Um, and uh, we do that all the way through till Halloween. So if you ever wanted to go on a ghost walk and you haven't done it, this is the time to do it. And it's extra scary because it's really dark and it's Halloween. And it, Ian's doing it. So it'll really be He's really not scary. not wearing a mask. <laughs> no, this is my face. I've looked into surgery and won't work. <laughs> uh, how about you? Do you have anything going on this week? Or uh, at all? Not really, no. <laughs> no, my life is really boring right now. Uh, oh, I, I do have my spot on the Paranormal Substation, nice. which is coming up on October 6th. And where do you find that? Just Google Paranormal Substation. I'm not sure. The woman who contacted me said they broadcast out of New Orleans but didn't mention a stream. Oh. They, they apparently, yeah, it's, I think it's on UPRN. So, yeah, I'm not sure. They apparently archive online, so even if you can't stream it, you'll be able to download it afterward. Cool. Uh, that's it, October 6th, 9.30 p.m. Central Time, 7.30 on the West Coast. If I can find a stream, I'll post it to the Facebook page. But, uh, again, who knows? You are going to be on a podcast soon. Yeah, in October. Oh, that's October. Yeah, so when I have the details, we will post that up on our, our uh, page, too. Gotcha. Do we have anything for email this week? Yeah, we do. Cynthia says we should check out 10 Acres. <laughs> I know that place. <laughs> of course you do, and it yeah. serves food. <laughs> it used to be Bon Rouge Bistro before it was 10 Acres. Yeah, it was good. I liked it when it was Yeah, bon Nick Rouge loved too. their duck poutine. Catherine also gave me what sounds like an awesome recipe for marinated steak. I think we have the most food content of any paranormal. We should maybe have a recipe section on our <laughs> website. Well, I can't cook for a damn. I just, I know restaurants. <laughs> so you can order well. Yeah, well, that's oregano's pizza we had tonight. We did. That was, it was lovely. It was fantastic. Yeah. I, I love that people write in with food stuff. Keep writing in. Uh, yeah. You know, Cynthia, I know I think it was Cynthia recommended the porcini pate. I still have not have not tried that yet, but I will. Okay. I will. And then please report here. I will. Oh, absolutely. Because I'm, now everyone just can't wait to hear I it. know. They're waiting with bated breath. I might <laughs> even just bring some in the studio. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. Then I could have some. What do you put pate on? Like sandwiches or crackers? Uh, crackers. Okay. I mean, you could make a pate sandwich, but it'd be very rich and would probably make you throw up. 
So what? So you know you can't do it. You could. Well, yeah, you, you could also jump out of the window of this building. You would die when you landed, but you could do it. Bill Nye, the science guy, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we also had a really lovely email from Deborah with some dream stories. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing with us, Deborah. We will incorporate the, that into the dream episode when it happens. And, and the email, Deborah apologized it for being a long story. Never worry about no. that. No. We are all about long stories. Yeah, absolutely. And if you have any stories you want to share with us, as always, let us know at ghoststoryguys at gmail.com or via the Facebook page. Uh, we actually had a great message on Instagram from Rachel who said that hearing you cringe is worthy of an award in itself. <laughs> and I got to say, I agree. <laughs> hearing your exasperated groan the first time I said something awful in this show was like getting a blank check from God. <laughs> and in the memo section, it said, you are the chosen one. Oh, uh, great. I'm really happy for you. <laughs> Uh, we had another email from Vinny, which was pretty cool. Very cool. Yeah. I love reading those. Oh, yeah. They are like mini poems almost, the way they're <laughs> written. They right. are so descriptive. They are so tight. I love them. Yeah, we're we're helping d- distract Vinny from the inevitability of nuclear destruction. Yeah, well, we all have to do our part. <laughs> <laughs> Think positive, Vinny. There you go. We create the future with our thoughts. We must, in order for there to be a hopeful future, we oh, must have stop. hope. Just stop. Hey, man. No, just. There's no fing around with hope. <laughs> You're not Gandhi. Just stop. <laughs> <laughs> and I wore this diaper for nothing. <laughs> Thanks, as always, to Pizanta Music for our theme song and for the bumpers this week. Mm-hmm. Peter's been on a roll with new music, and it's it's pretty cool. Nice. Uh, he's also helping me on a super secret project I'm hoping to get off the ground. Ooh. Hopefully it's got more legs than the live show. <laughs> you still haven't heard back from the library guy, eh? Nope. Nope. Maybe he heard a few more episodes of it. <laughs> he just went, yeah, no, this is a bad idea. Um, it, yeah, that's too bad that it just sort of went away. Yeah. It's they, like when you were dating in high school and they just <laughs> I stopped didn't. messaging you back. I didn't date in high school. Oh, okay. Thanks, so, though. Poked same that thing, some more. Same thing, man. <laughs> he did ghost us like a teenager trying to dump his girlfriend. <laughs> but I'll show him. I'll call him at 2 a.m. and tell him I'm pregnant. <laughs> Perfect. That always works. <laughs> Anyways, with teen pregnancy and uh, <laughs> and whatever the hell that was, we're just going to call it a night. Good call. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again in two weeks. Absolutely. And until then, into the darkness we go. Shit until we get yeah. to the, yeah. I think we can make it work. Oh, I'm sure we can. We've done more with less. We have. But or that she's troubled. Yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a theme. Oh I know. <laughs> oh I know. <laughs> can I stay on your couch? I'm kicked out again. That's Ask my funny. wife to draw me pornography. <laughs> I don't know what went wrong. Oh, uh, women, right? <laughs> Is that a good save? No. No. That was bad even for you. Oh, no. Oh, man. Like a musical from hell. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's more or less it. Well, what's the point if you're the one always apologizing? That's not not a relationship. No, that's a marriage. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) hi That's getting cut out. (laughs) Bitch, bitch, bitch. I'm in. Wah, it's too hot. It's too hot. I'm thirsty. Slurping noises. Wah. Pardon me for being diligent. Is that what that is? Yeah. Okay. Never thought that would come up in my life.
anywhere, really. Neither did Optimus Prime. <laughs> oh, look, here's a friend. See, I got this garlic around my neck. <laughs> Was that a joke? What happened there? Shut up. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> Fred, I'm, I'm not even editing that out. That's, that's just on principle. All my dead jokes, they go. But So I sound like a sexual powerhouse of... Humor? Yeah, no, that didn't work. I'm I am sure a lot of people laugh when you get sexual. <laughs> I don't think that's what you meant. Did you ever think you were going to die by karate kick from a fat man? <laughs> it's, man, I, I'm eating it again. Tonight. Oh! <laughs> brutal. I know. You cannot use me as a verb. <laughs> wow. It went right out of my... I'm trying to make this shit work. They don't talk about... Yeah, they don't good call. Film. Yeah, well... <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that would have been a bad idea. Oh, I don't see how a child orgy could go wrong. I mean, come on. I'm just going to clip that, <laughs> and I'm just going to send that everywhere. How can a child orgy be wrong? Yeah. Is that what you needed yeah, me yeah. to say? Thank you. I got it twice. Yeah. I got it perfect. twice. Thank you for that. Click. For that. Yeah, click. There goes and Ian's job. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Jailhouse Gibbs. <laughs> Thankfully, it's hard to notice. <laughs> He's just hiding a Butterfinger in his pocket. <laughs>